Hello and welcome to episode 44 of Say When, a geeky podcast. We are ringing in the new year with Wonder Woman 1984, Mando, and even a spot of Regency romance in Bridgerton. How are we doing, y'all? Hi, hello. Uh, fantastic. 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 Actually, okay. pleasantly surprised and happy about the content we have to bring in the new year with. Mm. So, by the way, yeah. I forgot to say I was Sally, but if you've listened to the podcast for a while, you probably already know that. And I'm Melissa. And I'm Frankie, and I am also excited, but I'm going to put a pause here. Mm-hmm. If you guys listen to our, like last year's episode this year, like a year ago, almost today episode, I was very excited and bright and hopeful about 2020. Yeah, weren't we all? And Facebook, Facebook, like I did one of those things, it said I jinxed it for the for everybody. <laughs> it, it basically said that 2020 was all my fault. And I want to take this moment to apologize to everybody. <laughs> I didn't mean that. that was, yeah. Got out, things got out of hand. Really? Well, um, there was a joke. It was like, um, like the devil was like something about 2020 and, and um, or God came to the people, the people in charge of, of like plagues and whatnot. And, said okay so how how is it what have we gotten done in 2020 like all right we've done the COVID-19 and they just listed all the things he was like we put a decade's worth of curses into one year and apparently at least a few trickled into 2021 but you know (laughs) oh my god yeah yeah it's just been We're just going to walk quietly into 2021. We're not going to make any like declarations. (laughs) Don't touch anything. No resolutions. Yeah. Mm -mm. No. 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 No, no. But it's it's too late for that. It's already sort of kind of come in and made its presence known, right? 2021, like kind of looked at 2020 and said, hold my beer. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, what, what, that said, though, that said, have you guys seen the size of the lottery and have you bought tickets? I have not bought tickets because I have zero luck, but I probably should buy a ticket. So, somebody out there, there's two somebodies at least, is going to have a very great start to this year. So, what's like, it's like half a billion dollars. When do they when do they draw for this? I don't do gambling, so is I don't know. <laughs> or the Powerball or both? I think, I think Powerball is like five hundred million dollars. I could buy a house. Yeah. I could take us all on a trip somewhere spectacular. I would buy an island. Yes. An island. And I would be like, this is my island. And I, this is me. Would we have guest houses? You'd have guest houses. I would buy you guest islands. Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> I want you close, but not too close. Right? <laughs> like, you need to take a boat to get to us. I'm down with that. 
Sounds good to me. Win yeah. the lottery, Frankie. Because I have zero luck. Backdrop. Yeah. That's my that's what the backdrop, right? You like the backdrop? I do like your backdrop. I don't have a fancy backdrop. Allie has her back normal backdrop. I have a waterfall. We're doing a Zoom call. Yes. Tonight. Zoom call. Well, when I'm using my big computer, I can actually put Hogwarts behind me, which is appropriate mm -hmm. because I'm wearing my Gryffindor hoodie, merch for points right here. Which was your birthday or no Christmas present from me. And I am wearing my Hufflepuff. And Frankie got a Slytherin one from me that he did not, he's not wearing tonight. I'm I, I wish I could say I could wear it, but my wife keeps it 71 degrees in the house and I'm hot. I'm yeah. hot. I sweat a lot. I'm a sweater. Yeah. 71. Wow. Yeah. That's warm. It's warm. My feet are hot right now. Oh, no, no, no. Well, I'm late. Warm. But we keep our house cold enough and I'm cold enough most of the time that my husband bought me a electric blanket. So oh, they still make those? Yeah, they do. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, y'all, we have chit chatted and mm -hmm. I will continue, but our listeners may actually want us to talk about something that we said we'd talk about. So we were gonna talk about Wonder Woman 1984, right? Mm. Yes. We're talk about Mando because they had the last couple of episodes after our last episode. And then on Christmas Day, something that also debuted on Christmas Day and kind of took Netflix by storm was Bridgerton. And I actually said nothing about Bridgerton to either of you because I just was like, oh, they're hopeless. And and then Melissa like messages me about Bridgerton. So we're gonna we're gonna touch on Bridgerton as well. But do we want to do Mando first since that was the thing that ended like first? Or do sure. we do okay so um the last couple of episodes thoughts on those i cried ugly tears like it's like bawling at the end why because it was the end for one and he was leaving mando and because nostalgic reasons um and i know you have opinions about that but it was just all the feels all the feels i just cried i cried but i i was very happy that you know luke was the jedi that was bringing him for in for training i feel like no one would have been satisfied sending him off with some stranger jedi like everyone has formed such an attachment with Grogu that you can't just send him off with some stranger. You have to send him off with someone who's familiar, right? I mean, people would be upset. People would riot. It'd be ugly. So um, I was okay with the ending. The CGI was, but um just the fact that it was ending and and he was being separated from Mando. It was a very sad moment. Okay, Frankie, how did you feel about Luke's landing and ripping off the scene from Rogue One and whatnot? I was happy with it. Of course I was happy with it, right? I mean, it was fan servicing to, like, to perfection. It, I mean, 
it is like Lou comes in and just crushes like like oh what well, they send one guy and you're like oh yeah but you see the you see the the, the X is one X what's one X wing going to do I'm like I tell you what one X wing is going to do he's going to come in he's going to kick all these people's tail um you mean so bad was, droid sales yes all the bad droid sales so um okay because when I was, was talking to me she was like. I said, well, I would like to see something new. And she said, well, we haven't seen those, uh, whatever they were called. I was like, battle the droids? Death troopers? We, haven't, oh, we haven't seen death troopers. I was like, you mean battle droids? Those, those, those okay. were definitely, they were better. They were way upgrade over Roger Roger. They may have been an upgrade over Roger Roger, but the bottom line is they were just Roger Roger upgraded. They had a software update and a hardware update. Yeah. We've so. seen more. You, you, but there's, I mean, it's, it's a long, long episode. It's gonna be hard to do anything you don't see before. You, you, I mean, cyborgs like you would like, right? They haven't had a lot of cyborgs in there, so you could have had that or so or G, green gelatinous mask. But like, that's... To, be, to be perfectly honest, battle droids were really sort of the. Oh, it was just whatever. Um, fine, battle droids. Um, I appreciated Mando like taking off the helmet and like he really has this sort of crisis like of, of confidence or maybe faith when he has to take his helmet off and and um, at the Imperial base and then later on he takes it off for Grogu um, where so many people can see him. So I think what that does set up maybe is something interesting for a season three where does he leave the what what do they call him the watch order? Yeah. Um, does he leave yeah. that order because he has taken his mask off and others have seen his face? Um, and how does he come to terms with the fact that he's actually in a cult? Um, and does he does he veer away from that? Like does he become more of of the Mandalorians that we saw in Rebels, and I you know I appreciate the the canon of Rebels, um, so I, I think that opens up some unique possibilities with regards to Luke showing up. I mean, I'm I just I I will be perfectly honest. I'm going to be forever salty about the character of Luke. He was one of my favorites, and then Tross just trashed most of star wars for me which is really sad because i was a really big star wars fan and people still think oh you're a really big star wars fan and i'm like Neh. um because i'm not really um i can't i don't know that i can call myself a star wars fan all that much anymore because because of of that movie so i kind of look like i can't rely on star wars to have a decent story obviously because apparently that's not important to them, but well, Mando is Star Wars now, and uh, it's a good story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this to me, this season has been subpar. Um, I think season one was far superior to season two. Oh, see, I think everything after the after you know when Grogu was eating the fish eggs. After that, I think it got started getting better. After that, um, oh. and then when Boba Fett came in, I mean, and you know, don't get me wrong. Destroying destroying the Razor Crest kind of hurt me in the heart because like that wasn't my birthday present. I mean the boys were putting it together and as soon as we get it done they're like nope 
And it, time to see that, you know, the Razor Crest blow up. They're like, let's throw it off the balcony. Let's just destroy it. Oh. And I'm like, <laughs> thanks, kids. We work on together. <laughs> hey, let's, just, let's just chuck it down. Let's throw it up. Blow it up. Like, just like the Empire did. And I'm like, no. No. We worked so hard. That's over a thousand pieces. So, um. Oh, that does suck a lot. Yeah. 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 I, and I didn't enjoy blowing up the Razor Crest, by the way. I really, I hated that. Like, I really didn't like that at all, you know, because to me, the Razor Crest was very much a character in this. Right. Even yeah, it was one of those wars and all that stuff. To me, the Razor Crest was a character. So I didn't, I did not enjoy that. Um, I have to wonder if, if Grogu is going to stay with Luke, and I kind of suspect he will not. Um, and the other thing is, Disney announced this massive slate of Star Wars um, projects to include, like, you know, a Boba Fett thing. And I'm just like, okay, more, more, more of that. Great. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I just, I don't know, all in all, it's just been real underwhelming i think for me so it's not that it, it you know it's not if someone says hey let's watch the mandalorian i'm not going to be like no but if i don't see that season again it's not going to bother me and i and, and it will actually annoy me if i have to watch the season or the episode with the frog with the frog lady i'll, I'll be actually hostile mm -hmm. to that because yeah. that was just gross so I hated that one a lot. <laughs> um, well, is there anything else I want to talk about with the Mandalorian? I, I thought it set up a lot of things well as far as like, um, because where does he go from here? Because he's got the Darksaber. So in theory, he has the right to claim the Mandalorian throne. And, or, that, and that makes sort of, and that does set up some potentially interesting with Katie Sackhoff's character. Because mm -hmm. um, you know she's not going to want to fight him. And he doesn't want the throne. He's not that kind of. Yeah, and he's like, I yield here. And he, she's like, it doesn't work that way, you know. And in the end, I'm not sure she would accept that she had won it without killing him because. That's just it. You don't have to kill because she had it. Right. She right. doesn't have to. But and she, she got defeated to get it taken from her. But my, my point is would she believe that she had won it unless he was actually dead? Do you see what I'm saying? Would yeah. she always have that doubt in her head that she didn't actually deserve it? Because she knows he doesn't actually want it. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's a open question. And the other thing is they did open the door for, you know, Grand Admiral Thrawn, the blue dude, um, so I think that's going to be Ahsoka's. I think Thrawn's going to be Ahsoka's quest. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. But at the same time, are you going to bring Ezra back? And if you bring Ezra back, then then maybe Ezra can train Grogu or something. I don't know. But or is Grogu gone? Like, is he out of the Mandalorian now? No, no, I think no, we'll have to think he would be out of it now if he's with Luke and Luke is going to go off to his, you know, Jedi temple or whatnot. Mm -hmm. That's going to get destroyed in X number of years. When Grogu yeah. was presumably, you know, 57 and maybe talks a little more or something. I don't know. Yeah. 
I mean, there, but there are interesting things to do with Mandalorian, with, with Mando himself, and there are interesting things to do with the Mandalorian culture. But it feels like they're going to have to steer away from the force aspect of this, um, unless they want to continue bringing Luke into this. And I'm just like, okay, whatever, whatever. Yeah, now the next thing, I think it'll be more Mandalorian focused. How long will it take to get Grogu, Grogu back in the mix, I wonder? I think he comes back near the end of the of the next season. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So what do you think? Is is Grogu gone? Or is he coming um, back? I'd be surprised if they held out till the end of next season. Yeah. I think people would want to see more hmm. of him early on but it's too much merchandising right let's, let's, let's it's all about okay. the merchandising the space balls it right okay. right it's follow all- the money and right now Grogu is the money is the money so and, and you know what that says literally that's the only thing that's selling because they messed up the saga film so badly that last saga film messed it up so badly. The only thing they've got is a puppet. Congratulations, Lucasfilm. Um, that's your opinion, and I disagree. Like as an OT fan, you what know, do they I, have besides the puppet that's selling? That's selling. Yeah. What are you seeing out there that people are looking to buy, Star Wars wise? Well, yeah, I can't speak for everyone. What's out there? There are a few OT things out there. And that's Grogu and Mando, but mostly Grogu. There's nothing from the Rise of Skywalker out there. That's not my opinion. I just haven't seen anything from the Rise of Skywalker out there. Haven't seen anything from Solo out there. I I mean, I just haven't seen anything. I think the book of selling is Grogu. I think the book of Fett will start well, that's selling. That's because that's what's current. Yeah, I think the book of Boba Fett will sell. Maybe it will. I mean, you know, you know what? If you are an Yep. Yeah, I mean that's that's a fan service. I mean, Boba Fett sitting on Jabba the Hutt's throne. Yeah. And you know I was what? standing up running around my, my my living room like a crazy person. And, and that was and and that is the star wars that you want and and that's why i'm probably not much of a star wars fan anymore because that's not star wars you want and that's okay right. and and there they, are different there's divisions of and they have star wars they have done what they have your, done is take what was a very hopeful saga and make it about not hope. That's what they've done with it. So, yeah, I'm going to be a negative Nelly on this one. Like, yeah. and they can't, and they can't come up with anything new or interesting. Well, so they—that's yet to be seen back. because some of these new spinoffs we haven't seen yet, and I absolutely loved. Um, Mando so to me that was a positive and so yeah 
Anyway, and, then, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that agree. And then, and then Mando deals very heavily in OT nostalgia with very little new in it. So I'm going to say that Well, you have beat that dead horse <laughs> over and over and over. <laughs> Wait till I get to Wonder Woman. All right. Well, let, let's let's that give was a Sally something I've else ever to uh, pummel. I've ever heard Shall a segue. We? That was a segue. <laughs> so, okay. As the um, you know designated like old school Wonder Woman fan over here, um, I had a lot of people in my inbox after the movie hit, and. Um, you know, I'll admit when we watched it on Christmas night, Sally and I had a big like event and that was our, that was our Christmas together. We watched it. Um, I had a couple of glasses of alcohol to prepare. And so I was watching it with very not cynical eyes. Um, but I had friends send me messages and one of them was, from my friend Todd and he sent me a crying gif out of the middle of nowhere and I was like why are we crying and he said because today Melissa stops being my friend and I was like why is this <laughs> and he said because they watched Wonder Woman and basically his whole family hated it and he said it was because to him it was boring um, so much of the movie could have been cut and not affected anything. Um, he said the opening watching Kid Diana had nothing to do with anything. Okay, so I'm going to stop there. Actually, I think what, to me, I think what Patty Jenkins did was kind of like read the cliff notes of Wonder Woman canon. And tried to like cram in <laughs> as much information as she could into one movie. And so in, in the comics, Wonder Woman had to, uh, Diana had to like go through this Olympic trial to get off of Themyscira. Which is not exactly where they were going with this. But at least you get to see some sort of Olympic trial and I was very upset by the fact that they um, disqualified her and and she was also a child which is not the way it went down in the comics and y'all all know I'm a purist when it comes to Wonder Woman but anyway I think where she was going with that whole thing was kind of trying to nod at that because that's not something we saw necessarily in the last Wonder Woman so I think she was trying to kind of pick up on those Olympic trials that did go down on the island so about that mm -hmm. watch the other wonder woman shortly thereafter and the whole first part of the other wonder woman was how as a child she was not allowed to train to do much of anything right until she was much older like she looked like she was a preteen not a nine-year-old right. and so they apparently decided to open up a plot hole for no apparent reason. Yeah. There was a lot of disconnects. That's annoying. 
to me, just watching the movie, I'm like, this doesn't, this doesn't sit exactly right. And it's yeah. not like you're looking at a movie. And, and the other thing is, Wonder the first Wonder Woman movie was, for me, hands down the best DC film they've made in years. Two, two Wonder Woman was the best part of Justice League. And she almost made, almost made sitting through Batman versus Superman worth it. Nothing could have really made it worth it, but it was, you know, she actually made it something to watch on some level, like make me not feel like that was an entire two and a half hours of wasted time. At least I enjoyed three minutes of it. This film was not that. It was all over the place. And I get it. I get the frustrations that a lot of people had with the movie. Um, he went on to say, like, um, Trevor being in someone else's body versus magically appearing in his own was pointless. Um, I had problems with that, but yeah, not really exploring it in any meaningful way. Um, the leap from power hungry Christian wig to wishing to be some sort of apex predator. Um, the world has never seen. Um, these are some things, you know, that he was having some um, issues with. Well, see, Cheetah was Wonder Woman's number one nemesis in the comics. And Cheetah also went through like three different versions. So I can understand how it was kind of hard for Patty to like grasp like where she should really go with that character because it evolved so much in the comics. But, and I honestly think she did a pretty good job with coming up with her backstory. I actually kind of enjoyed the kind of nerdy, overlooked, you know, you know, tired of getting trampled on, wanting to be seen as just, just generally wanting to be seen. You know, not necessarily just having power, but just wanting to be seen. Um, I really enjoyed that aspect of that character. I thought it was really kind of cool. Um, I think she did a good job there. But as far as how she transitioned from, okay, I want to have the same powers as Diana to, okay, here's the powers. But then all of a sudden at like the fight scene, she turns into the cheetah with no real like explanation i get how that was just where did that it was just out of left field where did that come from um so looking back you know at some of these things i know sally after i got done watching the movie i was like it was good it was you know i enjoyed it and i really did and i still stand by that for reasons that we're not discussing right now and i'll, I'll get to that but there were a lot of just things that came out of left field in this film and, and plot twists and holes. And yeah, I'm talking a whole lot. So I'm going to give you a chance to like chime in on that. This, this seems like it was made by the same people as a first Wonder Woman movie. Frankie, what do you think? Did, does this it doesn't like, what now? I'm sorry. I'm, did you feel like, like it was made by the same people to me. Like Frankie, did it feel like it was the same people that made the first Wonder Woman to you? It, it, it Like it really hurt in a lot of ways because I agree with you, Sally. Wonder Woman by far has been the best DC movie. There's Eight. not even and like the original, the first, the first one. Um, 
followed by by um, you know Suicide Squad. But this this was horrible. It it like it was it was boring in a lot of ways. It was it, I agree I agree like large parts of it because being cut, it didn't line up with the first movie. It didn't, and and like I was just like, and I didn't like. And you're right. There's a lot about Cheetah, which she, she tried to cram in. Where I think if she would have just tried to simplify it, she would have been better. Like just give me like, she touches an artifact and turns into a Cheetah woman, and she goes crazy. That's all I need, right? Because because you're right. There's a like Wonder Woman is a long comic. It's it's been around for years. And and she's a powerful woman. I respect her. I respect her because she's a very strong woman. Where so many women have to play like subdued parts, but Wonder Woman goes toe to toe with Superman. She is all that. And I didn't like. They didn't need to do a Wonder Woman backstory, in my opinion, because we got that in the first movie, right? They didn't. I didn't need the childhood event. I didn't need those things. I was like, no, I already had backstory for Wonder Woman. This is a sequel. This is the second movie. I just need action. And I didn't feel like, and I was like, it, it's like, I didn't like the, you know, I, I wanted to just be fighting Cheetah. Like a lot of fighting Cheetah would have been fine with me. Let's just fight Cheetah, right? I didn't need the evil genie. I was like, oh, is he going to go in a bottle at the end? Is it an evil genie? Blah, 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 and make bad wishes. I, so I kept like, like Robin Williams' voice actually popped in my head several times throughout the, like every time. Like, oh, Ultimate power, itty bitty living space. And I was just like, yeah, just no, so. And I'm talking about the Disney cartoon version, not the Will Smith version, obviously. So, so um, it was two and a half hours long, at least. And it felt two and a half hours long. And the best part was, um. The cameo in the credit scene with Linda Carter, mm. right? Linda Carter, because mm -hmm. she was my Wonder Woman growing up, right? Um, mm -hmm. That movie to me had some serious issues with, okay, continuity, which we've already touched on. Uh, because there was another problem with, for me, like she's remembering Steve and all of that stuff. And she's got these artifacts from Steve, including the picture that she, by the time Justice League rolls around, um, has apparently lost and then Batman finds for her and sends to her, right? And then um, he's accusing her of retreating from the world for a hundred years, but apparently she had been active for the entirety of the 20th century, at least in the 1980s. So she wasn't retreating from the world for a hundred years. Um, and this movie is another movie in a long line of what it feels like movies where women cannot be happy if they are going to be powerful they can't have good personal relationships if they are going to be powerful so um you know and this, this is where movie, you and i had a little different of opinion this movie explicitly states explicitly states that she cannot have steve unless she gives up her power 
period. It states it, right? She cannot have two things that she wants the most in life. It explicitly states it. I don't know how you disagree with me on that. It explicitly states that. And of course, Wonder Woman is going to give up Steve. Because she needs because to, she's going to, to do the right thing right. for the good of all, always. And exactly. Okay. That is one thing that is fantastic and wonderful and all inspiring about Wonder Woman. She's always going to do the right thing. And that's a message that this movie to me, that's probably the part that I love about the movie the most is the message. Um, Enjoy the message where Steve comes back in somebody else's body and has sex with Diana. No, no, no. Like, no, she has sex with That's not the overarching message. Like, it's about always doing the right thing. And that is what Wonder Woman is all about. But as I was saying, as I was saying, she, of course, was always going to give up Steve and renounce that wish always. She was always going to do that because that's what Diana would do. But somehow the idea that everyone in the world who made the, a wish would then turn around and do the right thing is just ridiculous. That's not going to happen. And the other thing is, the other thing is, it's really frustrating because in the end it feels cruel. To me, it felt cruel where, again, a heroine must be alone in order to be powerful. To me, it felt like real life. Like not all of us. I thought it was fantasy. Not all of us get. It was fantasy. Yeah, there were. There were things that were about fantasy, but you know me and romance and, and, you know, not every girl gets the guy and sometimes that's okay. And that doesn't mean that you're not strong and you're not powerful and you're not capable. You don't have to have a man. I feel like you are deliberately missing the point. You're del- nope. I hear what you're saying. No, you but don't. you're deliberately missing my point. It's because this seems like I me. Mean, they, I'm going to kick the dead horse again. They did it in Tross too. The Disney princess doesn't oh, get the man she wants. So guess what? I mean, and how does she end the movie? Alone. Well, you Wonder know Woman what? 2. Wonder Woman 2. She winds up alone. A lot again. of people end up alone. Again. Again. It feels That's real life. Cruel. It feels needlessly cruel. And in the final analysis, I'm not sure they need to bring Steve back at all for this movie. No, they didn't have to do that because Diana likely would not have wished for Steve back. Like really, right? Diana probably would, because she's such a good person, probably would have wished for something much more good of humankind. And it just, this movie can't stand up to more than 30 seconds of scrutiny. It can't. It falls apart. It, yeah. Like other movies I've seen recently, relatively recently. It just falls apart if you, you know, watch it remotely closely. So tell us why you still think it was a good movie. 
because Frankie and I, for maybe the second time in the entire history of this podcast, actually agree with one another that this was crap. The overall message about doing the right thing, giving up something that's important to you even to do the right thing. Yeah. That's, that's a given, given up. It, it, I mean, I, I see that that is a romantic thing to give up the one you love for a greater good is hard. Yeah. It's not easy. And, and it is subtle and it, it is, it, it, it is, it, it is subtle like, because you're right. There's a lot of things you can just, in this movie, you can, you can lock onto, but you know, just for here, Melissa say that to, to think about the fact that, yeah, sometimes you have to give up what you love for a bigger good. Cause you're right. She, it is a, it is a, it is a selfless act that she does. Mm-hmm. And he knows, right. He's going to do it. And, and, it, he and that's what heroes do. do it. He would not have had to have talked her into it. Right. He didn't. So, I mean, he did talk her. So, he did. Give me up. You got to get. And she's like, no, 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 no. She has to be talked into it. And Diana would not have had to have been talked into it. As soon as she realized, she would have done it. But do you think her nose were genuine or do you think her nose were more like, I just need it. Just give me one more second. Let me. Let me say my goodbyes. Let me get my head around this before. She might have said, let me say my goodbyes, but it would not have taken another 30 minutes of movie time. It wouldn't have. It wouldn't have. It's just. This movie is a mess. It's a mess. And I cannot argue that. You know, my friends, my friends that messaged me and they Todd, you know, made some super legitimate points. He was like, why, why is she wearing the armor to fight Cheetah? Like she fought a literal God in the last movie and she didn't need the armor, but she needed it to fight the Cheetah. These are legitimate points. And then she apparently didn't need it to help save the world in Justice League. Right. right. So, oh. you know, it was kind of fan servicing to put her in this armor that had been seen in comics, you know, like, but at the wrong time, like I said earlier, it was kind of like Patty Jenkins just kind of like read the cliff notes and decided to like cram in a bunch of stuff in the movie just to fan service. And did Patty Jenkins write this movie? No, no, directed it. No, I'm sorry. Who wrote Not it? Patty Jenkins. Um, who wrote this atrocity? Um, who wrote Wonder Woman 1984? That would be, hold on, who did write this? Crap. And more importantly, did the same person write the first one as wrote the second one? No way. Um, it just doesn't seem like the same people. No way. The good news is there's a- Yeah, actually, one. Patty Jenkins was, was, on, was one of the writers. Right, so. the, the primary writer. And Jeff Johns. So Patty Jean- Patty Jenkins. Dude, exactly. Like what I was saying. First one too? I don't know. Um, but the writers, which includes Patty Jenkins, it's just like they tried to cram in a lot of stuff without really understanding, you know, Wonder Woman. That's what that's why I said with Sally. Sally, I, I, that's the problem with DC movies. 
they try to cram in too much stuff. Yeah. Right. It was the same thing with, with Batman versus it should be just Batman versus Superman. But no, we also have to introduce Doomsday. It's and it's the, it's the same thing with this movie. You know, same thing with Aquaman. We need Aquaman and you know, Ocean Lord, and 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 Black Manta. And then this movie, we need Cheetah and Evil Genie. And I'm just like, no, no, simplify it. Have one bad guy, let him fight. Climax at the end, be done. Okay, so Zack Snyder, Alan Heinberg, and Jason Fuchs wrote wonder woman 2017 the movie in 2017 okay any of those people on the writing team for wonder woman 1984 so patty failed us which makes me sad because we had a female writer who botched it but you know if you're taking this movie none of the same right without knowing a lot about wonder woman without knowing a lot about you know comic book lore without watching the last movie it was fun you know like if you're not into like uh no okay y'all were both shaking your heads i think my my boys my my boys watched it with me and they 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 actually they, they actually complained about it they're like dad this doesn't make any sense and were, I like the they, whole wish genie thing going like, on. They, like they're, I think they're like, why would you wish for that? Like some of the, they thought the wish a lot. Of, they actually thought the the wishes were dumb. Some of the wishes, like that's a dumb wish. Well, some of the wishes were dumb because they didn't realize they were actually wishing for something that right, was going to like, actually come true because he was like, tricking them. And they and they thought they and even they said this movie is why is it it's so long? It's so boring. It, they, they found it slow, and so yeah. Um, well, again, especially my ten-year-old. My ten-year-old's like he's like he, he locks in on that kind of stuff. He's he's he also reads comics at this point. And he's like, so it's can't argue with the writing yeah. being sloppy at best. Um, but if she did nail it anywhere, I think she nailed it with the underlying message, and you know giving us a bunch of fan servicing flair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fan servicing flair. Do you think yeah. they okay, based on this movie because they've already announced the third one. Mm-hmm. Like are they going to expand their fan base? Cuz like I think have they okay, I haven't really um looked. So who's going to be writers on the next one? I don't think Patty's going to be on it because but Patty's directing it. Is she? Yes. Because with the reviews that it's been getting, that shocks me. She's directing it. Because in mm. the press release, it was like our real life Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman of Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot. Mm. Yeah. Um, are you guys going to keep Disney? Are you guys going to keep HBO Max? Well, yes. We're using it. I get it (laughs) through a family member. So it's hard for me to say no, we're not going to keep it at this point. We're we're definitely using it. Um then I went ahead and bought six months because there was like a discount for a six month thing. Mm -hmm. And I watched Titans, which is also DC. 
Um, and I don't know that y'all have watched that, but Titans, uh, they've got a season four coming out um, at some point relatively soon, I guess. That was sort of, they're, they're making some interesting choices with Titans. It's a bit, it's definitely darker than, you know, Teen Titans Go, which is, which was my experience with Titans uh, was, you know, the Nickelodeon Teen Titans Go, but um, the Titans aren't all teens and it is a very different kind of thing. So that in itself is interesting, you know, and, and Batman is an older Batman in Titans. So if you get a chance to watch it on your uh, HBO Max subscriptions, I'd be interested to hear if y'all think it's a mess or interesting or what, but um, with regards to the question about Wonder Woman, are they going to grow the fan base? I think they've hurt themselves um, with this movie. I could be wrong. I think they've hurt them. And I will say this. I'm not going to be in a hurry to see that movie. I will say because I'm so starved for Wonder Woman content, I will still watch the next movie. I mean, I will see it. But I'm not going to get in a hurry to go to the movie theater and see it. Um if it premieres on HBO Max the same day it comes out in the theater, I'm sure I'll sit down and watch it, you know, on the large television in my living room, but I'm just not. Just talking about it, putting her to sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, Frankie, any more input? I think. No, I'm good on that. Like I said, like uh, I do, I'll, I will put this out there that like, Fandango now, like she said, watching them. Guys, I'm like, it's going to take a lot to take me to that. Like, I, like, part of me misses the movie theater experience. But there's a part of me that's like, especially like the part of me that has to deal with the kids. Yeah. So we watched the new Groot movie too. It cost me 20 bucks. Did it cost me 20 bucks? It would cost me, you know, if I had to take the whole family, it would cost me, you know, 50. For me to- at minimum of 50 bucks you know it's it, that's a matinee if i'm lucky i can get 50 bucks plus you know popcorn or even even if i sneak in candy i still got i still have to buy that candy right it's just so like it's a minimum of 50 bucks movies have changed for and life like, i think based on this it's i like i can stop the movie like and you know, the thing is i can watch it over two days like, like Wonder Woman is like, all right, guys, we're, we're going to take a break. But here's the other thing that that says about Wonder Woman right there. You were willing to take a break. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was willing to take a break. But like, Groot, like, like yeah. yeah, but like the Groot's movie, I was like, oh. Because like some movies are kind of like, you know, that line, like, eh, would I go see this? Maybe, maybe not. But for 20 bucks? Sure. I'll pay 20 bucks for this. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. No, and and I think as you, it's going to take something to get me back in the movie theater, but I can tell you right now, it's not going to be Wonder Woman 3. Black Widow? Black Widow. Yeah. You know, if they premiere Black Widow on Disney Plus and say, you know, $35 or whatever, I'll pay Done. it. In a heartbeat. Um, It'll be like, all right, gather around. Let's pop the popcorn. Um, but I have questions about the way Marvel dealt with Black Widow too. But anyway, 
<laughs> anyway, yeah, it's it's um yeah. So the last thing that I said we would mention was Bridgerton. Bridgerton. Dun, 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 dun. All right, so Frankie, you have a ton. And I'm not I'm super interested in watching it. I'm super interested. I have had another friend tell me that I should watch Bridgerton. And then Melissa mentioned Bridgerton. And I'm like, you know what? I will get me a large glass of wine or two shots of tequila. And I will get in a hot bath. And I will watch Bridgerton. It's so good. Bridgerton is based on a book series by the author Julia Quinn. She's written dozens of romance novels um, over the course of her career. And the Bridgerton family is probably, you know, her hallmark series. She's got a Rokesby series and a Smith Smith series that are all sort of tied into the Bridgertons. And then she's also written some Bridgerton prequels. And I remember seeing the first trailer for this, like a teaser trailer. And I was like, Christmas day, I am there. Of course, I couldn't be there Christmas Day, not really, because I had to watch Wonder Woman 1984. Um, it is um, it is rated MA on Netflix, and it earns that MA rating. Um, yeah, it does. And the books earn um, the the books also earn an MA. Like if you're a if you're not over eighteen, you probably shouldn't be reading Julia Quinn books. Um, and I have read, as I told Melissa and Frankie before we started recording, I have read thousands of romance novels over the course of my lifetime, probably reading some of them before I should have read them at age 18. Um, and um, Melissa likes to say that romance isn't realistic and so on and so forth. But what I know from the romance novels that I've read is that the course of true love never runs smoothly and because there's no book there if it does and so anyway netflix decided they uh decided to produce bridgerton and they cast queen charlotte and historians are divided over whether or not queen charlotte of uh, regency england was actually of african descent um or mixed race descent and and Netflix sort of went all in on this idea that she in fact was and that her racial identity sort of changes the the the, the makeup of England's ton uh, during the Regency and prior and some of the things that they do get right uh, apparently Queen Elizabeth uh, Queen Charlotte not Elizabeth Charlotte did wear sort of very old fashioned but very elaborate clothes um so she never moved to the ampere waist that you see in in the movie for most of the cast she always had that late 18th century dress that that uh, you see her in and she had the very elaborate wigs and all that stuff and even if you hate bridgerton and i don't know a lot of people that hate bridgerton even if you hate bridgerton it is beautiful like yeah beautiful it's gorgeous and you know they reused some of the same sets from the crown because of course they did um and i will say this another movie to give you an example 
The Great Gatsby with Leonardo DiCaprio, that version from 10 years back or so, whenever it was, maybe 15 years back at this point, those costumes were not bang on accurate to the 20s, but it certainly gave you the flavor of it and they were beautiful to look at. And I think that's what they were going for with Bridgerton. They weren't going for historical accuracy exactly on costuming, but man, did they give us some pretty stuff to look at. So there's that. Um, and as someone who's read the books, unlike anyone else on the podcast, um, they did not adhere strictly to the books. Um, and unlike with Melissa and Wonder Woman, I'm actually not all that bothered by it because I'm not a purist on that. It was a little bit more like an AU to an alternate universe. So it was the same, but different. Um, so yeah, I mean, beautiful. And, and it, for me, it was a nice palette cleanser after Wonder Woman 1984. I started, I think I did manage to get in one or two episodes on Christmas day. And then I finished them the day after Christmas. Um, yeah. I binge watched the heck out of that show. Like I watched it in three days. Yeah. Wow. And then I was so sad when it was over. So they sad. They still haven't announced a season two, but that little B at the very end is actually a spoiler for season two. Mm. You know, I mean, I know what it is because again, I've read the books. <laughs> um, Frankie, I, you're going to enjoy it. And I don't think we should maybe say a whole lot about it because I don't know. We don't want to spoil it for him, do we? But well, let me say this there is a scene in episode six which the scene in good. The, is act no the scene in the book is actually worse and it is very dubious consent dubious consent i'm not and, and there was a, there, i mean there was dubious consent in wonder woman too which didn't make me happy and i didn't even like dig into that earlier but yeah it's dubious at best, but, but, um, they deal with it. I think they deal with it. Maybe that, maybe they should have made it a bigger deal. And certainly it's a massive deal in the book. I mean, they separate for months afterward. Um, so it's, it, it is a big deal in the book. Definitely. So, um, and it's not the way you think. It's not dubious consent the way you think it's dubious consent. So, mm, yeah, we'll have to talk because I didn't read the book, but um, I will have it. I will have crushed. I will have watched how many I will have watched it by the time we pod next eight episodes. No problem. I um, yeah, you won't have any problem watching it. I yeah, mean, just, they're like an yeah, I think are they an hour and you an and I have similar taste taste and i really was able to like just crush it in three days no problem mm -hmm. so i i do say this because like i've heard bridgerton mentioned and you guys mentioned it and it's very popular on netflix um and it's staying this? popular on netflix which well, is what's 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 kind of like that um what was the other movie that was very um sex sexy this this year we watched together we didn't watch together i didn't watch. It was me and melissa, melissa what was it or something 365 365 yeah i never watched what's it, it saying about society <laughs> <laughs> um, 
that we are desensitized and it takes more and more to grasp our attention, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well. <laughs> I mean, so yeah, watch between out video it. games and movies and we're just kind of like, I don't know though, you watch some of these movies from the 80s like before, you know. Uh, Nine and a half weeks? Yeah. I don't know that necessarily a whole lot has changed, but. Mm -hmm. Accessibility has changed. Yeah. Accessibility has changed. That's what's changed. So, you know, do with that what you will, but it's accessibility as opposed to, I think, anything else. But I think I'm seeing a lot more people that would not have normally like come out and raved about this show out of concern for how they would be viewed for the content within, <laughs> you know, like then we would have seen for say nine and a half weeks back in the day. Okay. Someone I follow on Twitter who follows me, uh, originally from the Star Wars fandom, but she enjoys romance novels. She tweeted, the absolute boldness and daring to take the world we live in, to take the hurts and traumas we carry inside us, the ways we hurt the people we love, to take all that, um, to take that all and make something that, yes, love always wins is a beautiful thing. And that's why I read romance. So... Melissa apparently enjoys love does not always win and that is real life and that's why when I read romance sometimes I'm just like <laughs> this is BS <laughs> and you I, and, and that, which is why I never even mentioned Bridgerton to either of you because I figured you would just not like it because it is it is something where the course of true love does not run straight but love wins in the end so I thought you would hate it because love actually wins well, I think the reason I do like it is because it's so, I don't know what the word is, but it's, it's more realistic. It's like how love actually works. Love is not always easy. And, um, really it's not a Hallmark movie. Right. And most romance novels aren't Hallmarks. Well, most Hallmark movies I've watched are just like I don't, watch, hey, hey, I don't watch Hallmark. <laughs> How bad? I don't watch Hallmark movies. I don't. I find them boring. I find Hallmark movies boring. Well, good so if that is so if that is your standard of what a romantic story is or a romance story is, you're on the wrong bus. Well, the few romance novels that I read back in the day, which has been longer than I'd care to admit. Um were kind of hallmarkish, so maybe I just need to expand my horizons a little bit. I don't know. Maybe. All right. So next time, Frankie might have watched Bridgerton by the next time. <laughs> maybe maybe Netflix will have announced that there will be another Bridgerton. Um, I can't wait. Yeah. Is there anything else coming out that we need to be aware? Of? I mean, Star Wars is going to have some stuff coming out, and I guess if I have to watch it, I will. Um, what else? Did you guys watch Cobra Kai? I did. Yeah. It was I fun. Started, I started it. I just started it. 
Okay. That was fun. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've had it like queued up and just not yet, you know, hit play on it. Um, and I saw a trailer that really disturbed me for it. And then I was like, I don't know if I want to watch it or not. So, but y'all are saying I should watch it. Frankie. Oh, it's, it's fun. I think you would enjoy it, Sally. You it's would appreciate um, seeing my old um, Pontiac Firebird in it. <laughs> <laughs> like the exact same car I drove in high school is <laughs> in the movie. I'm like, oh my god, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Nice. So just like, you know, just for lots of reasons, it's fun. And if you watch Karate Kid, of course. Oh yeah, I saw that in the movie theater over Return of the Jedi when I was a fun. kid. I think you'll like it. Karate Kid was the first movie I ever saw in the movie theater. Well, then you should definitely watch it. Mm -hmm. Switches the script a little bit. Yeah, I, I get. I've I've gotten that feeling, and I saw that Elizabeth Shue is in it, which is interesting. She's in a few episodes, like two episodes. Maybe that's in an upcoming season. Okay, so, maybe that's okay. in the newer season. Yeah. I. I've read that like and there was an interview with her, so I didn't think I was spoiling anything. Sorry. Um, I wasn't up on which seasons were out and which seasons weren't. So Cobra Kai's out there to look at. Anything else? Don't ask me. I don't know how you guys have all this time to watch all this stuff anyway. I'll be honest with you. I'm talking about watching all of Bridgerton. Uh, and some of us don't have kids. Like I get the kids in bed. I try to get a workout in, and then I go to bed. So, yeah. That's All it. right. Well, to our dear and faithful listeners, we will try to come up with something interesting for you to uh, hear us talk about, and we will be back at some point, hopefully sometime soon, right? Soon. Yes, soon. Been too long. Holidays, man. Even when they're toned down, it's a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and it's everything's a lot right now. Am I right? Everything's a lot. Yeah. You're not wrong. Mm -hmm. All right, y'all. Well, I think then we should probably call it. How did you want to sign out this evening, Frankie? I'm going to stay with uh, Always Carry a Towel. Melissa? And I'm not turning my back on Wonder Woman just because nobody liked her most recent movie. Truth and Justice. I am actually not going to turn my back on my favorite Star Wars character, even though there's no swag out there for him. Ben Solo lives. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye.